even though we won the war, we still show our respect to the royal family. And on this particular day, uh, we are throwing out a congratulations to uh, Prince Harry and the Duchess. I was just going to say Duchess. Uh, of York? USA Network. Of Suits. The <laughs> Duchess of Suits from Suits, uh, Meghan Markle, uh, welcomed Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor uh, last week. No, to really, the world. really, what's the real name? Once again, Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Mountbatten Windsor is the one name. Fuck is Mountbatten? I don't know, man. It's the fucking royal family. It is some dumb shit. I guess. But Archie, like really, Archie. I thought Archie was short for something. Isn't Archie short for Archibald? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? That would sound a whole lot better than just plain old Archie. Uh, man, just not setting the kid up for success. No, Harry, not at all. Megan. I mean, maybe maybe Harry's upset that he's had to live with the name Harry. Yeah. So he figured, if I had to live with fucking Harry, then this kid's got to live with Archie. I mean, truth be told, I didn't do any research on it, so it's probably like a family name. Who's, Maybe that's like whose a family, though. I, I mean, mean, the royal let's family. Be, let's be fair. Archie does sound pretty British. Yeah. Like Archibald. Right. Yeah, like maybe it was a grandfather or a great-grandfather who got that nickname. Still, I I feel bad <laughs> for the kid. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Pop Not Soda, Season 5, Episode 13. Another diet episode. Just Brian and Dan holding it down Looking while, at 13. while Brett is away. Just ferociously scrubbing every orifice of Manny Machado's jockstrap. Yes. Uh, and if you're keeping track at home, that's probably the 74th time that we've made that joke this season. Uh, In 13 episodes. Our, our guest host last week, Martin, asked how many times have we made that joke. And uh, we've lost count. Not enough is the real answer. It's always, that's always the answer. Yeah. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most recent Google event, their upcoming products, and what cool things they're doing that companies such as Apple aren't necessarily doing yet. We are going to talk Ryan Reynolds, Detective Pikachu, and just who is the best social media celebrity. Mm. We are going to be talking the Game of Thrones blunder. <laughs> and I'm not talking about that coffee cup. I'm talking about season eight. <laughs> oh. and, and, low, has, and has a show that has been so loved ever caused so much turmoil in its final season. Looking at you, Lost. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, we're also going to be talking my favorite band of all time. Uh, really rebounding hard to go on tour with one of the last people I would have ever thought. Another rebound, I would say. Also someone I didn't actually think would be alive in 2019, but mm. here we are. Fair. Uh, but yeah, you know, Brian, we're getting back to the royal baby. And is it just me, or is there not as much hoopla over this royal baby 
as there was over uh, Kate and uh, what's his face is Baldy's kid. Uh, Prince William. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. I think that more so is the fact that it was like the the first kid of their generation, right? Okay. So the first like born the first, of okay. the yeah of the kids. Um. So yeah, I I would agree that I think Archie got a little less fanfare. Uh, but I also think that like this whole process with them getting married, uh, has been, you know, wildly different than the traditions that have been set in place, uh, for couples before then traditions or just being told what to do and doing it. Oh, I I thought, you know, maybe like the typical partner that's chosen where that partner may be from. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that partner may look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell, what that partner did as an occupation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, all of those things did not happen with uh, with this courtship, uh, and I think it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to see, and I th- and I do think that hopefully they're going to be uh, the the catalyst for some change uh, within the royal family. Because they've done a lot of unorthodox things uh, with their marriage and, um, you know, things with this kid, too, I guess. I don't know. I just read about it and regurgitate it. So, yeah. So, I think it would be uh, it would be cool to see the castle get a little hip, you know? I mean, fucking Queen's got to kick the bucket one day. I mean, God live the Queen, you know, bless her heart. But no, bro, she Father, time, uh, <laughs> Father Time's undefeated. She's done to make sure that she sees the Netflix series The Crown all the way through. Oh, for real, right? Yeah. Like uh, up inter- <laughs> up until her real age. And <laughs> yeah, and then she's just going to be The show a, just is she's going to star in long. that season and it becomes a documentary. Yeah. I like that. Uh and it, it all comes full circle. I I just will I will say, man, I don't I don't care about the royal baby. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a blip. It happened. Good right. for them. Happy happy it's healthy, but uh give it a stupid fucking name." That, you know what is when they have another kid, are they gonna name it Jughead? Hopefully, right. And that's just that's their plan. Is all their kids are just gonna be named after characters from the Archie comics? Yeah. Or maybe they're just huge fans of the CW show Riverdale. Oh right. Which I just recent that recently. I'll, yeah, I'll don't, admit it. Don't say it. Don't learn that. That's what oh, Riverdale okay, was. Okay. I thought you were gonna say you started watching. Oh no no no. But. I uh, I did learn that it's yeah based off of Archie. And I went, oh, well, that kind of makes it a little bit more interesting. Does it? I mean, yeah. Do, does uh, your fiance watch it? No. Okay. We are not a Riverdale household. <laughs> 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 she watches a whole lot of other stupid shit, but uh, luckily Riverdale is not one of them. Okay, that's good to know. Um, well, you may not be a fan of Riverdale, but are you a fan of the? Next two musical artists I'm gonna bring up. Yes, uh, I well I was a fan. I I have heard some new stuff uh, from one artist, but I uh, honestly haven't listened to any of the new stuff from uh, from the band. So okay, so you've listened to the Carter Five. Yes, but you have not listened to California. Correct. Oh, you're missing out, bro. I know. I I'm gonna do that tomorrow actually. Okay. I mean, uh, highly recommend Deluxe, Deluxe Edition. Check okay. that one out. It's on okay. Spotify. And they just released a new song. 
today too. Yes, I did see that. I haven't had a chance to listen to yeah. that uh, yet either. And then Mark also has a side project with the lead singer from All Time Low, one of my other favorite bands, mm. called Simple Creatures, which is fun. But we're talking about Blink-182, which is arguably the biggest pop-punk band ever. Yeah. I think a lot of people will say that Green Day's pop-punk, but I think they, they kind of slide more punk and maybe refer to themselves as punk. I mean, they were definitely more successful as well. You yeah. Know? But Blink-22 has been around since 1994, 1995. Yeah. And, uh, Straight out of San Diego. They've seen their share of members. You know, yeah. Travis was not the original drummer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, now Tom DeLonge, the frontman for a band uh, named Angels and Airwaves, and also the lead UFO <laughs> researcher, <laughs> which I'm not joking, he yeah. is the lead UFO researcher. He's an interesting dude. Has moved on, and they've replaced him uh, with the frontman from Alkaline Trio, Matt, who has been there for since 2016 so he's been with the band for yeah a number of years they're going on tour again and they have decided to bring along none other <laughs> than the hip-hop and rap star little wayne yeah i i guess it makes a little bit of sense because was it the i think it was the college national championship game when he performed with imagine dragons Whatever, whatever <sighs> event it was. I don't want, like, I, I probably blacked it out. <laughs> Fair. Uh, it was not that good. Oh, was that when Imagine, the dude from Magic Dragons was just hitting the drum over yes. and over, like, shirtless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he does that a lot. He does. Um, so, yeah, so that might have been foreshadowing uh, to this announcement, but still in saying that it's such a weird pairing. Like, that that's probably a pairing that i would never have guessed in a million tries yeah just I'm so far on opposite ends of the spectrum so i will say as a huge blink way 2 fan since i was in like fifth grade and i remember listening to the cd enema of the state <laughs> yep. that my Classic. friend had on my cd watchman Great cover too. Um, yeah. I can't remember the, the nurse. Right, her name. Um, um, but she was a porn matter. star, very famous porn star at the time. Um, and so I've been told. Uh, that's when I fell in love with Blink Way Two, and I've I've I have every album that they've ever had from Fly Swatter and Buddha, Cheshire Cat, uh, to even their most recent stuff, and I've seen them in concert plenty of times. Uh, be it with the lights of A Day to Remember, which is more of like a metal band, to the All American Rejects. To the living end and no doubt before no doubt <laughs> broke up. Right. Uh, they've played with lots of different artists. And so when I saw that they were going to go on tour with Little Wayne, I wasn't surprised, but more just like, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it made sense for Little Wayne. Yeah. Because I think. He just wants to have fun. I think he just wants to go on a tour with some homies, and I know that he, him and Travis Barker are really close. Right. And I know I think Travis has done a lot of mashups where he's drummed along to some of uh, Lil Wayne's beats, um, and they've been friends for a while. And also that Lil Wayne is a stater, and he he does favor that culture. 
And I think Lil Wayne would just like to perform to some non hip hop, diehard hip hop and rap fans. Because I, I from guess what I've heard, so. he's not necessarily that great live anymore. I mean, anymore is generous because I don't think he was that great of a live performer to begin with. And, you know, some guys just aren't, right? I think it is something that uh, you got to train for, just like anything else. Like, it really is breathing and knowing when to take your breaths during a song and all that shit, right? And not drinking a fucking liter of lean every (laughs) night that you're performing would probably also help. Um I'm also wondering, like, who's going to open for him, right? Because they got to have opening acts. Like, that's such a random uh, uh, pair. Who, like Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Manson, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Asher Roth. Oh. Um, Just anybody from the 2000s that had that had some fame. <laughs> oh, uh, LFO? LFO. LFO. Aren't two of the members dead? Oh, fuck. <laughs> We've talked about that before. Holograms. <laughs> just the it's one. Gonna, it's going to be an expensive tour. <laughs> just, just F from (laughs) 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 well and also i noticed that uh little wayne isn't on every single day of the tour so blink 22 is on every (laughs) single date but little wayne will not be on every single date so uh i think you know we're in a world that's post warp tour yes definitely and i think that's what we're getting now because you could go to warp tour and little wayne could perform a war tour and people would be like oh yeah that works out yeah but you're also there at a festival that has, you know, um, anywhere from like reggae to heavy metal to punk to emo to to um, fucking ska music, like, and hip hop would fit in. I mean, I think one year three oh three perform maybe three oh three is opening <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but they they were they performed at Warped Tour. They were like one of the headliners when they were big. So I don't know. I just feel like Little Wayne's just gonna fucking be doing kickflips the entire show that sounds about right even when it's he's it's on his set right he's just still on stage he's gonna roll out do some kick flips flips. and stuff and like head banging right um but you know what it's probably gonna make a lot of money because i think the fan bases for these two artists who have been around like i said blink 22 for 30 years and little wayne for over i mean about 15 years right it's gonna make a lot of money people are gonna see him I just can't wait to see the crowd of oh my god these fucking shows so different it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Maybe that's the point, right? Just bringing two uh, cultures together that yeah. normally wouldn't vibe. They're trying to heal America, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Good on them. I'll tip uh, my hat. Speaking of um, controversy or mixed reactions, the season eight. We're f- we're we're four four episodes in, right? We're well, we'll four be out of five. Six. Okay, so the fifth episode, which is supposed to be the biggest episode of the season, mm. uh, would have happened last night. So there's only one left of Are Game of Thrones. Are you prepared? I'm and not. And by God, Brian, people have opinions. Oh, my my Lord. Yes. People, I would say the majority of people including, you know, my friends and coworkers and people that I interact with in real life, uh, have been disappointed, uh, I would say, in this season. And then there are a couple that just will defend it so hard, so hard, and are just 
absolutely flabbergasted that there is such a uh, overwhelming negative reaction to uh, to the season so far. And I'm in that camp. Like I I feel like this season has been rushed. I feel like they are just quickly closing a lot of these loops and storylines. Um, you know, I, I had very high expectations for this season as well. Um, I honestly do think, and I know I've said this before, but I'll keep repeating it, that Endgame uh, did fucking just raise the bar way too high, you know? Like, they lived up to to the hype and then some, in my opinion. And I just feel like... You're saying Marvel did whatever it took? Yeah, not necessarily Marvel. I think the Russos did oh, the Russos. whatever okay. it took. But I mean, Marvel's included, right? Like, that, yeah. everything worked out. It was the master plan. Um, and hopefully this is a master plan too, right? Hopefully they have the big giant twists that we've all been waiting for, the, the deaths that, uh, you know, happened a lot during the early seasons and, you know, really haven't, uh, come into fruition in terms of like main characters dying yet. So we'll see. I think I've, I've seen a lot of criticism a ton and I think what may have been the real only criticism to resonate with me when I go, ooh, that's a fucking good point, was how this season has played out. It looks like the Wafters, the Whites, and the Night King were nothing more than a plot device to give Cersei a chance. So just distracting us uh, a little bit while Cersei gets her forces and army together. Well, yeah, and to wipe out Danny's mm. and the North. Yeah. The North. To, to even even the uh, the playing field, the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, and there have been people upset over the lack of main character deaths. There have been people upset on the way that main characters have died, most recently in this episode. Uh and a lot of the flack is going back on the two producers and writers, the runners of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we should we should have known, right? Like we should have figured this out that TV is better when it's based on books, right? Because what you then do as a showrunner is you turn the great parts about the book into watchable TV. Now when you don't have that source material, you now have to change your formula, right? Like now you have to create what you're going to put on screen, and that can be tough when you've had such a creative, um, you know, beginning, and now you're like, well... You're in the writer's room and like, how well, how the fuck are we going to end this? Like, we know what George was going to do or like what he's going to write in these next two books. But we don't know, like, how that's all going to play out. And we've got, fuck, you know, 12 episodes, 14 episodes to do it. You know, like, let's map this out and get it done. Um, so, you know, maybe this should have been expected, right? Like, it it was going to feel rushed because it had to. They they only have a limited amount of time to, to yeah, finish the story. So much damn money. Or uh, they're just setting up for the prequels and fuck well, us, here, right? So here's the thing. What if George sabotaged them? 
oh, like he told them. <laughs> like he was like, something oh, else. they're going to be, sh- like, this is going to be shit if I tell them that this is how it's supposed to end and this is what happens. Yeah. So much so that when I release my books, if I ever finish writing them, that people will want to read my books because they're going to have such a sour taste left in their mouths from how the show ended. Mm. And they're going to want redemption. Yeah, I don't think it's... Yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be funny. <laughs> uh, but this is the other thing is Game of Thrones is a very good television show. And it has yeah. been. However, I don't think Game of Thrones has been top three TV shows of all time. Oh, yeah, no way. And people are treating it like this is supposed to be like the best TV show that's ever hit the silver screen. But I just think people expected way too much of a show that hasn't ever actually been the at the elitist of levels of television. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I just, again, think there were so many great plot twists in the first half of the show. Yeah. That you would expect those to show up in the final season and they just like haven't yet. And maybe, you know, these next two episodes will blow our mind and we'll just be eating crow in two weeks. Well, the other thing too, right, is when you keep like when you ask the questions, it they're always that's always more fun than answering them. And this is never more true than in two television series that have played this game of theories and questions yep. like Lost. Mm-hmm and heroes Mm. those two series capitalized on what the fuck is going on who's what what's the truth what what, i need to find out what's actually happening what's going to happen how how are these characters going to survive how are these characters going to live who's going to come out on top at the end of the story it does siler eat brains like that was those were all the questions that people asked but there's an issue when you don't have the plan completely finished. Yeah. Because it allows you to take in shit from fans, from other writers. The writing staff changes. People leave the show. People can't do the show anymore. People, I mean, God forbid, die. And if you don't have the same people when you started to ask those questions, when you need to answer them, here, this is the book material, right? then of course it's not going to feel the same and it's not going to be as flushed out. And if you look at it, Lost suffered because it went on far too long and couldn't answer the questions. Heroes suffered because it started asking, like tried to reinvent what it did in the first season and just change everything up and keep asking questions but without answering the questions they had asked in the first place. And now everyone wants some miraculous twist to all of these theories and questions and the easy i mean the the easiest way to make tv is to give the simplest answer right and i think that's why people feel unsatisfied yeah this isn't it's been a this isn't the wire right this isn't the sopranos it's been a train ride not so much a roller coaster (laughs) it's been pretty flat so far well i think that's (laughs) the thing too right like i think the one thing we can't doubt is the cinematography on this show for a TV show is fantastic. Yeah, the production value, I mean, it's it's probably never been done before on on TV. No, and, and I think it's great because you are getting basically movies per yeah. episode. 
uh, and the acting, the performances are fantastic yep. for what what's written. But I think people just they want more, or they want their fan theories to come true. And I think it's the same thing that we've talked about when, it, like, with Star Wars, when people have their own fan theories and they have their own visions for how these characters should, you know, the, how their art should end. And that doesn't happen. They get upset because they're so invested. And people just need to chill the fuck out. I know. It's a TV show, people. It's uh, it's meant for entertainment. But what would you give your rating on a score of uh, one to five dead starts? Mm. Uh, how has this episode been, or this season been for you? So from Arya, who's just kicking full of life, to uh, Headless Ned Stark. I would give it. I'd give it a brand. <laughs> so you're just checked out. You're on your phone while the episode's happening. So, you know, not that interesting. Crippled. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't have advertisers. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I would give it a. I'd give it a seven out of ten. Is what I would give it. Serviceable. So far. A C, yeah. Average. Like it's it's been good, hasn't been overly impressive. Yeah, I mean, I would give the series as a whole like an eight point two five, like an eight point mm. f- five at the highest. Uh, this season, I would say it's about a seven. Nothing special. Yeah, not crazy about it. Right, but it, then again, I'm not like upset where I made forty minute YouTube videos. <laughs> raging about how terrible these two showrunners have been right and hopefully you're you know you're listening to this on monday and you're like oh these guys are fucking idiots because episode five was the dopest shit i've ever seen I just you know what's gonna happen is uh cersei's gonna have the one ring and she's gonna put it on and uh, she's gonna disappear and but Jon snow is gonna get the gauntlet yeah. with all the <laughs> infinity stones and just snap it Oh God, this is ridiculous. Oh, okay. Here's here's the only thing for me, right? Most importantly, they just got to make sure Ghost doesn't die. Because they, they 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 wrote him off, bro. Hopefully, I have a feeling that that's gonna be the fucking twelfth hour moment. You think that's the Calvary? The North? They come, yeah. The North. North comes back to save fucking Jon Snow or whatever, right? And ghost is in there i also read i can't believe this like so that was one of i think the biggest backlash um you know just things that you just get token ghost uh what was that yeah people were like mortified that Jon snow didn't have more of an interaction with uh with ghost if you don't know who ghost is go fucking watch game of thrones (laughs) um and but the director of the episode said that it just wouldn't look right, David Nutter, with CGI. Yeah, like that was <laughs> that was his. They probably reasoning. didn't have the budget, and that that's what I think it was. Honestly, yeah, I think that he's just been like fucking pasted in yes. to these scenes. Oh, yeah. I feel like they were just like, yeah, we're gonna put him. The dragons, bro. The dragons are taking all the money. <laughs> Fuck, for real. And I mean, maybe uh, that's why they killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <They're laughs> they like, killed oh. two of them. They're like, well, fuck, we can we're only, down to one. Right. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they killed the White Walkers. They're like, oh, fuck this CGI money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be really funny if they just ran out of budget. But HBO would not. Yeah. No. no of course not. Uh, but I will say, David Nutter, who directed, uh, who actually directed the pilot of Game of Thrones, mm. 
Um, he's the one who directed episode four, and I think he actually did episode five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, I just listened to a podcast um, where he is known as like the pilot king, where he had a streak of like uh, 16 shows he did the pilots for all got ordered a series. Oh, shit. He's like a renowned director, and he's been on Game of Thrones. He's directed many an episode. And so I kind of felt bummed because I just listened to him on this podcast and his episode is being remembered more for a fucking coffee cup <laughs> being left on scene for than anything else that happened in that episode. I know, right? How wild is that shit? Um, yeah, I mean, that that incident's really interesting because, number one, it wasn't Starbucks. So Starbucks is getting all this fucking oh, yeah. free advertising, right? Uh, number two, s- stack butts. <laughs> right. Uh, number two, uh, just the fact, yeah, that pe- so many people got hung up on it. Uh, number three, the fact that they can just digitally take that shit out. Oh, it's gone. Gone. Uh, you know, by the afternoon. Uh, number four, I can't believe Starbucks didn't immediately call HBO and say, "Hey, we want to run a promotion where we're going to make a fucking." Uh, dragon drink or dragon's yeah. milk or some bullshit, right? Uh, because of that, that and just completely capitalize on that. Um, yeah, I forget where I was counting wise, but I think those were all of the the points I wanted to make about that. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And so, just watch the last episode this weekend, and just remember the good times you had <laughs> with the show. Yeah, remember Ned Stark getting decapitated in front of his entire family orberlin's head being crushed by the mountain oh yes uh joffrey great moment choking on his own blood and vomit mm-hmm. red wedding of course just a oh yeah classic pregnant lady just being mother son grandchild yep. so three generations murdered yeah uh you can think about just think about theon just his <laughs> arc <laughs> just no Dick Theon. Who fingered his sister. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch that one. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Well, yeah. so I we're going to have to break. You can't top fingering your sister, you know? <laughs> you really... Well, I think Jamie can. <laughs> oh, good point. I think Jamie can. He definitely can top that. I think he's more of a bottom, but... We're gonna have to break gave it to him for <laughs> sure. We're gonna have to break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna be talking Google's most recent event, their announcements, and the cool tech that they're coming out with. And also, Ryan Reynolds, Detective Pikachu, and is anyone better than him on social media in the ce- the world of celebrities? So stick around. Mm. Yeah, buddy. That makes me want to wear spandex, some high socks, and drink crystal lights. Yeah, maybe some clear Pepsi. Some clear Pepsi. Jump around. Oh, well, that's the sound that accompanied a, a video that millions upon millions of people watched uh, last week because of who retweeted it. And who I think actually published the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're saying this individual yes. purposely 
made it look like uh, one thing had happened when he set the whole thing up. Yes, and I also think this is a middle finger to Fonts in a subtle way. Okay, okay. Uh, And what we're talking about is one of the biggest movie stars currently. uh, Yeah, for sure. From his humble beginnings in a pizza place, Ryan Reynolds uh, tweeted out last week an account that had supposedly posted the entire Detective Pikachu film two days before uh, it was set to release in theaters. And when people saw this, they were freaking out because the link that he had subsequently accidentally retreated or retweeted when he was trying to get Warner Brothers' attention was, for all intensive purposes, a feature-length film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The YouTube video was in HD. It had all of the film credentials at the beginning. You know, like the Warner Brothers, the legendary films, yep. the Nintendo Pokemon, little switch from the Nintendo icon to the Pokeball, which I don't think I've ever seen uh, before. I think I think what they did it like with the cartoons, but now it's been updated. Mm. Cool. Uh, and so it looked official. And the runtime, hour forty-two mm. minutes some odd seconds can you imagine the first people that clicked this link just like how happy they were the announced runtime for detective pikachu and the movie starts and you see justice smith walking down an alley there's some credits playing and you're like holy shit it's the movie and then it cuts to that song and pikachu dancing just like one of the crystal light dancers from the 80s. Mm. Or maybe you've seen the Key and Peele crystal light dancer stitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's also dancing like them. And my favorite uh, like meme going around is the side-by-side of Key and Peele and Pikachu dancing the mm. same dance. I totally forgot about that. It's, and a, it's, great, a, it's and a great a, sketch. And it's Pikachu dancing for an hour and 41 and a half minutes. Mm. I'd watch that. I mean, I, I will say I watched about like five minutes. <laughs> I know. I saw all these posts about that like scene, Pikachu dancing, and I thought it was just like promotion. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but it is hilarious to learn about the origin of it and just, you know, Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. I, he's He's now like – I think Ryan Reynolds is Van Wilder. Mm-hmm playing Deadpool. Okay. And now Deadpool playing Pikachu. No, now Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is playing Detective Pikachu. So like uh De- like Ryan Reynolds has and Deadpool have become one person. Yes, but it's really Van Wilder. Oh. He's like the origin. It's really Van So Van Wilder is all of these people. Yeah. I mean cuz like I think uh Ryan Reynolds' character in Waiting is basically just Van Wilder. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like when Van Wilder has to get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What does uh, he do? He goes bartends or works at a restaurant. Makes sense. And y- you know, he, once somebody figured out that Ryan Reynolds lends himself to a smirky, quick-witted detective. <laughs> <laughs> well, just 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 character that he plays that like because he he is very Van Wilderish w- in Just Friends. Oh yeah. Except he's less confident, but he still is that quick-witted 
uh, smirky, uh, intellectual almost. So a lot of range, Ryan Reynolds. But then Deadpool has just let him go, let his freak flag fly. For sure. But the reason why I say this is a middle finger to Fox is the whole reason we ever got Deadpool to begin with. Oh, is because somebody accidentally leaked the test footage. Mm-hmm. Right. And that test footage caused Fots to be like, oh, I guess guess we, sh- we, sh- we should do this. And they made that movie. And Ryan Reynolds has never said that he was the one that leaked it. But... We all know. A lot of people think we all know. So when this happened, my buddy, this is how I found out about this video. My buddy who works in social media, he sends me a, a, a message. He's like, hey, what did Warner Brothers do to Ryan Reynolds to piss him off bad enough? That he just posted the entire Detective Pikachu movie. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? So the first thing I did, I go on Reddit, look him up, find the post, and it's fucking trending, and there's thousands upon thousands of comments. It's the movie, and and it, it looks like people have posted, oh, shit, Ryan Reynolds just dropped the entire Detective Pikachu movie, and it's everyone playing along with the troll. And this promotion, this trolling and this understanding of the internet, peak celebrity self-promotion. Pikachu celebrity self-promotion? That's it. That's the <laughs> we have Pete. <laughs> we have Pete as a podcast. There will never be a worse joke. And uh, you, heard it here from, you heard it here first, folks. This is my last episode. I'm walking Woo! out. Woo! Bringing the heat tonight. You can have Brett back. <laughs> So I'm just going to do the rest of the episode by myself. So this got me thinking, though. More dad jokes. Other than Ryan Reynolds, who like is Ryan Reynolds the best celebrity on social media when it comes to specifically promotion? Because I think there are ce- celebrities who are great follows, who post great s- social media content. But when I'm talking about promotion, creative ways to interact and promote their projects, is Ryan Reynolds the best? Look at his commercials with Hugh Jackman about <laughs> yeah. his, his Hugh Jackman's gin. coffee and his gin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's hilarious. Um, that's a good point because I was gonna say, I don't think he's the best celebrity on social media, but when you pose it like that, is he the best marketer, self promoter? Yeah, I think he is. Probably. I mean that that's that shit is just so funny and like everything he does with Deadpool, and he does hilarious. it the same after Pikachu, like where. He posted a video about how he, when he got the role, that he like didn't pick his daughters <laughs> right, up from and he got Blake Lively in it. Detective Pikachu doesn't have daughters, right? Uh, I think, I think he's second. I think he's second place. There's only one person above him when it comes to being able to promote their own projects on social media. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's not Kevin Hart. He's close. Okay. Uh, it's it's. It's The Rock. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's just... He is what he is. Like, I think Will Smith is trying to get on that game, but Will Smith yeah. is also now becoming like a YouTuber. And he has a Facebook show. Yeah. So he's definitely using that to actually create content, not just promote Bad Boys 8 and um, right. Gemini. And he was super and late to the game, too. Yes, but he has done full force, and I love yes, it because absolutely. He, if you haven't checked, he's a great follow on YouTube, especially when he recounts stories. One of my uh, favorite videos is Will Smith recounting the time that he met Michael Jackson <laughs> at the BET Awards. Uh, it's fantastic. Go, mm-hmm. go check it out. But The Rock 
because he has understood a way that connects with the fan base that he can promote anything he's doing be it a movie be it his his under armor line be it his production company what be whatever it is his tequila he just knows how to post and it just everybody loves it there's never a poor reaction to anything that he he does and he's also a wholesome follow like his fans he posts a lot of stuff like that but i mean the dude the dude can post a trailer for a trailer <laughs> and people go crazy about it. Yeah. And he he is very authentic uh, as well on social yes. media, which I think is why people, you know, kind of gravitate towards him. Same with Will Smith. He's super uh, authentic on all of his social media Will stuff. I watched Will Smith eat escargot today. Oh. Yeah. Good for you. That's what, that's what he posted about. Um, and I think Ryan Reynolds is authentically funny. Yes, I think he's the funniest follow. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's as uh, true to himself as those uh, as like some other guys. I don't know. I think that I think what we have or just is his life just a giant. I think that's just him. Fuck you. Yeah. I think but Ryan like, Reynolds is just like I think you were saying that like. Ryan Reynolds is Van Wilder, and now Van Wilder was Deadpool, and now Deadpool is PG. I think they've all just been Ryan Reynolds. This is who <laughs> he is. Like he's just himself in everything that he does. In everything that he does. Yeah. Apparently, there's enough outtakes from Detective Pikachu that they can make a rated R version. That's what he said. And I will pay money. Yeah. I will pay so much money to see that. Uh, he so of course you know with every like movie that's out now, there's this running thing where. Uh, you know, all these different media outlets will say, oh, uh, answer the questions in the comments. The comments always have the craziest questions. And one of them was, like, how am I going to enjoy the outtake reel of Detective Pikachu? And Ryan, Ren- Ryan Reynolds' answer is, oh, you're going to love it, especially if they drop all of it, because I can only imagine uh, some of the lines that he drops just, like, you know, ad-libbing. Oh, yeah. And how great. Oh, God. Because because it's a because I'm picturing it coming out of fucking Pikachu's mouth. That's the <laughs> best. Exactly. That's the best part about it, right? Like, uh, and apparently, what's funny is that he, when he was offered the role, was thinking of different voices to do for Detective Pikachu, where like he was trying to think maybe I do like a Brooklyn like uh, noir like detective, and the studio was like, uh, no, we didn't pay you to fucking do a voice. <laughs> we paid you to be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> That's what we want. So just be yourself. So. I just again, if you go back and watch all his content, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, w- the ability that the marketing for Detective Pikachu has l- legitimately just been Ryan, I think, says a lot to his power of influence and just the fact that he is a magnet for publicity and he uh, remains, I think, the best troll when it comes to celebrities and yeah, promotion. But definitely, The Rock is just still king. But I will tell you, you want to know another celebrity that has power on social media? Mm, who's that? And that's Chance the Rapper. Oh, okay. Uh, specifically, uh, it, you know, if you don't follow Chance, if you're not a hip-hop fan, you maybe know him from the Doritos <laughs> commercial uh, from the Super Bowl. That remix is pretty sick. I do want the whole song. I just want him. Boys. I don't necessarily want the Backstreet Boys on it. Just give me Chance's fucking yeah. verse on I would that, take please. that. It's fantastic. Uh, but while we're on the topic of celebrities and power on social media, 
Chance has started a campaign, a cause. He is trying to be the hope for this dark time in the fast food world. Mm, okay. And okay. that is because Chance looked around and he saw the landscape of drive throughs and noticed that nobody was selling spicy nuggets anymore. <laughs> and so what did Chance decide to do? He decided to take action. So fucking stupid. And he just, he asked Wendy's, please bring back the spicy nuggets. Can you do it for us? We want the spicy nuggets. And, of course, Wendy's being the go-to social media fast food responded, like, sure, Chance, get this tweet to, like, two million likes. Right, and Something I think within outrageous. like the first half day, it had yeah. one point five million. Yeah, it was two. It took it took him two days. So I'm just saying, uh, if only celebrities to put that power to a, a a greater cause. Yeah, like, hey Trump, if you retweet this, <laughs> <laughs> if I get this liked yeah. ten million times, will you step will you quit? Will you step down? Will you just go? We'll, we'll pay for your golf. You just play golf for free. Just stop right. being president. Can I see those tax returns? Uh. It's just it's great. I don't rem- I like I think this is one of the first times where this isn't a planned interaction, not a planned promotion. Right. Where a celebrity has crossed the boundaries of we like I want this and a company being like, sure. Yeah. I mean Wendy's does have the best social media game uh in the restaurant biz for sure. They really do. They roast motherfuckers yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking spicy nuggets. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about celebrities. We're talking about social media. How can we not talk Chance's crusade? Right. To right. bring back spicy nuggets. Yeah. Kim K is getting people out of jail. Chance is bringing spicy nuggets back. I mean, what What's can celebrities not do? What's more to you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully this pattern continues. And, you know, you you see a lot of these uh, stories and topics uh, come up in, um, you know, your search engines, Mm -hmm. your uh, (coughs) tools that you have on your phone. And the reason that I bring that up is because uh, last week Google had their, I don't even, their multi-day... Their stroke Convention? fest. Google had their stroke fest where they just fucking jacked themselves off for two days talking about all the cool shit that they're coming out with. Did they do it in a mirror? Like <laughs> they just no, they have like several cameras recording oh. them at all times. So it, so they were in augmented reality? Yeah, so like they okay. they're, they're not like necessarily watching themselves like in the moment, but now they have record, you know, video record to go back and watch and were, whatever they were. Were they doing it or was it just virtual reality? Oh no, it was real. Okay, they told they told everyone to like put their three D glasses on, <laughs> but you know, it still happened. Three D glasses and a poncho, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, keep your mouth shut. So yeah, Google uh, announced a whole bunch of cool new shit and products and uh, yada yada. But to me, I think the the most interesting things that they're announcing and. I will say this too, like I'm just happy that we have at least like a couple of 
companies that are remaining competitive you know like i feel like google is pushing apple apple's pushing microsoft um you know there's like there's competition man you ain't even gonna mention foldable phones yeah no they don't (laughs) they don't even get an honorable mention uh because that is a fucking horrible idea and i still can't believe that got greenlit um but uh but yeah so so what google announced and i'm hoping that you know we get to see the technology in the iphones uh here shortly um just a whole bunch of stuff uh within like augmented reality with their apps and specifically like the the cameras on their phones um a lot of stuff that you just use on everyday items so like a big thing that they showed off was when you go out to dinner and when you um use you know their lens app to look at the menu it'll highlight the most popular items when you get your check at the end of the meal you'll be able to split the check um you know depending on how many people are there just again all oh, that's this cool app. Uh, i was gonna say if it would just like shows what you should tip i'm like bro it's just <laughs> take the calculator out you don't need on reality for it yeah a little more sophisticated than that um a, uh, a ton of updates to the Google Assistant. I don't necessarily use the Google Assistant, but, you know, with fucking Alexa and all this other shit, you know, maybe it'll be a thing. Uh, but that's going to be much more sophisticated. Um, it's going to have a driving mode. So it will, I don't know, not have you kill yourself sending a <laughs> LOL text. It drives your car for you? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, some cool shit to the maps. Um but yeah, again, I think for me, it's the the Google Lens app specifically um, and how much augmented reality is going to be a part of that. And again, I'm hoping that we, this is just like the tip of the iceberg and we see Apple, we see these other companies. Is this how we get Google glasses back? I think, yeah. I, I mean, pe- I guess people just don't want to wear fucking glasses, <laughs> you know? Snapchat, you know, had their moment for a hot second google glass was a thing that's what i'm saying like because i feel like people don't even see 3d movies anymore you know like i can't remember the last time i've seen a 3d movie in theaters yeah you guys don't watch them at home you can can blame uh the rots gi joe because i feel like that was the last (laughs) movie that came out in 3d that was like you have to see in 3d because they 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 made it specifically but i used to see like all the fucking marvel movies in 3d and now i you know true i don't know anybody that goes see them in 3d the transformer movies used to all be in 3d so michael bay's done with that so we're saved from watching those headaches james cameron might bring it back these avatar sequels we'll see nobody asked for them (laughs) uh yeah no i think it's cool uh the army reality is a super cool feature um i've seen it used for a few different products Coachella, primarily, when you put the puzzle together, some artwork popped out. I know universities have used it with their admissions packets. So when you get your like packet in the mail that you've been admitted, you can use your phone to get, you know, special oh, filters cool. or, or like, um, uh, and you know, Pokemon heavily uses their augmented yep. reality for Pokemon Go, and I think Niantic will also try using it with. Uh, their new Harry Potter game that comes out. So we'll see. And uh, it is cool. Uh, but I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know how. It really has to be simple to use and it has to be useful. Because even just because the technology is crazy futuristic, if it's not simple to use and if it, it doesn't really serve a purpose other than look at this thing I can do, 
I just think they won't go anywhere. Right. Well, I think for stuff like the, you know, like the splitting the check and the menu shit, like stuff that that stuff is cool. Yeah, like the everyday use stuff. Oh, it would be cool too. Is if like you could get, uh, like say you're you're looking at a product and it would match the product and then give you user reviews. Yeah. And you could like swipe through user reviews. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it'll get to a point because um, I've been watching the show called The Expanse. Ooh, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, right? Jeff Bezos saved it. Um, and they're all of their phones are transparent. So, uh, you think like, that's where we're gonna go. Yeah. Huh? So it's like an iPhone, but you can like see through it. Except when you like want to have it be a screen, you like touch a button and it becomes I'm just a screen. Like, no, Parts and Rec, bro. When they did their time jump to 2017, <laughs> oh, fuck, did I that. still haven't. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, you should. Uh, Leslie yeah. Nope was having that. Need to do some research. Those phones way before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's well, the head of the curve, I guess. Who knew? Let us know what you're excited about for the future of this Google tech. Uh, will you ever buy a Pixel, or is that just for people who really just don't want an iPhone? Yeah, there's better. Yeah. And if you're an Android person, uh, I don't know how you're listening to us, <laughs> but good job. <laughs> but thanks for joining us in this episode of Pop Not Soda. Uh, if you miss us throughout the week, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at pop underscore not soda. You can follow us on Facebook at bat slash pop not soda official. Check out our Patreon. It's also bat slash pop not soda official. Uh, and just like this episode, you can find all of our episodes of Pop Not Soda at popnotsoda.podme.com on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So go over, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review, please. Yeah. You don't even have to listen to the episodes. Just like them and review them. Yeah. Give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a simple yeah. thing. Simple request. Just just 25 cents a day can keep one Brett from scrubbing said baseball players jockstrap right i mean our moms can only <laughs> donate so much money before it gets sad it, and it's i think it's already sad. That. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah mother's day was yesterday so hope you had a good mother's day yeah. to all the mothers out there kiss your mother with that filthy mouth of yours <laughs>